Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Post Buzzer Podcast. I am Austin Williams, and I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Dyer. How are you doing today? Excited for the new NBA season. Yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> lot going on, a lot of basketball with the, the Bucks and the Nets versus the Lakers and the Suns. So yeah. It's going to be an exciting night. Like the Nets and Bucks games are at 730, and the Lakers game starts at uh, 10 o'clock. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. The Student Spin Podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of our Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. Today's Post Buzzer episode is brought to you by our very own GHC Student Support Services. In case you weren't already aware, they provide free academic, career, and personal counseling. All right, Brandon. So tell me about today. What are you what are you excited about with these games today? Well, obviously it's gonna be that new look Lakers. Old old head Lakers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's for John Rondo might be the youngest player. Well, no, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a whole lot because I think he's like 32 now. Yeah, 32 so or 32. They may break a record for the oldest NBA team on average. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw that when they were in the offseason when they were just doing all this crazy stuff. I'm pretty sure they averaged like 32, 33 years old. Which it is- seemed like that you just had to have at least 10 years NBA yeah. experience to be on the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just, it's insane how old that team is. But, you know, with experience comes a lot of smart plays and good teamwork. So, and plus, a lot of those guys, they signed back on the Lakers one COVID season. So, yeah, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, Russell Westbrook adds another scoring, assisting point guard. I just don't think they're going to mesh well. There's too many people trying to put up too many stats. Maybe. But that's what people are saying. But I think, I think it'll be better than than that. I think they all recognize. Oh yeah, what's I think they'll get the forty-five or fifty wins. I think, I think they'll get 53, 55. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think the obvious favorites are the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. So even without Kyrie, I think the Nets are probably the favorite to win it all. Yeah. <laughs> KD, I think honestly, still the best basketball player in the world. Kyrie's probably not going to play due to COVID vaccination requirements in the city in the state of New York. James Harden still as good as usual. Probably going to put up great numbers again. Uh, who, who else do they have over there? They got Blake Griffin. You know, dunks all over the place. They have that uh, Nicholas Claxton. Is yeah. that the center? I think so. And then Suns. I hope Chris Paul can get it for him pretty soon. I hope so too. Um, it broke my heart last year seeing him go through that. Yeah, no, I was I rooted for the Suns entirely because I want to see Chris Paul win ring because I knew Giannis was going to win one eventually, and he okay. did. But after my Lakers got sent out, that's when I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I can cheer for the Suns. Mm-hmm. And then it quickly came into me becoming a bigger fan of the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, I, I love. Honestly, I was born in the state of Georgia, but I don't like that many Georgia teams. Uh, I like the Braves, and I like the Hawks because we got young talent on there now. Trey Young, John Collins, John Collins yeah. And uh, DeAndre Hunter was a guy that stepped up last yeah. season for us in the playoffs. So we got a young and exciting team. There's a lot of verticality. The Hawks are an exciting team, too. They made it to the, to the Eastern Finals. So, uh, you know, dark horse I mean, there. They played a little bit over to what yeah. they should have been. <laughs> yeah, they got saved by Kevin Herter. So, uh, white chocolate over there. <laughs> but, um, and then we have the Bucks, which is honestly still slept on. Giannis is, I think, the second or third best player in the league. Oh, yeah. 
but uh, they got they got Chris Middleton too, uh, Lopez. They got a good, and they got a they got that one three point two that's super good too. They uh, Dante Desenzo. Yeah, yeah, that guy. So um, I know I know basketball players. I just don't know their names, <laughs> but I know a lot of basketball players. But uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be an exciting it's gonna be an exciting season. It really is. The hardest thing for me to go with the NBA and kind of keep up with is where players are. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember names, but yeah, like. NBA players change teams so often that yeah, it's it's such a business thing over there. Like it can get sent away so easily compared to MLB and the yeah. NFL and stuff like that. So you will be sent like, like that. The other day, somebody told me Russell Westbrook played for the Rockets, and I was like, you know "What do you mean?" Like I forgot. Like I know that yeah. he played for him. I just completely yeah. forgot that he was with them. I mean, Victor Oladipo has been on like four different teams the past like three seasons. Yeah, where is he at now? In Miami. Gosh, man. And he was just on the Pacers. And then he got sent to uh, Houston. And he was on – I know, was he at Houston before? He was – I don't even know. But he was on the he was on the <laughs> Thunder, too, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah. started out with the Thunder, I know that, because he was yeah. kind of like Westbrook's yeah. second option that year that he averaged a triple-double. Yeah. And uh, a lot of drama going on in the Philadelphia, too, though. And Ben Simmons does not want to be in Philadelphia. No, Ben Simmons doesn't want to be in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia doesn't want Ben Simmons to be no. there either. They made that perfectly clear in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's put in a weird situation with them too, mm. because this is the first time I've seen a player that's practically the ownership won't budge on what they want for him, mm-hmm. and he's just straight up refusing to play for the team. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to cut him eventually. Now, I don't know if they're going to cut him. I'm sure they'll get something out of him. It's just not going to be what they want. Nobody's going to give three first-round picks for Ben Simmons. No. He's a good player, but he has barely any offensive capabilities. He'll rebound. He's like a bad Dennis Rodman. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> he's know. just kind of like a bigger Dennis Rodman that's like not into – At worst, it's scoring. Something. My biggest complaint about Ben Simmons is that he – just doesn't have any kind of ferociousness that I've seen. Mm. He doesn't have a killer instinct. Mm. He's just big and fast. Like, he can't take over a game at all Mm. on the offensive end. And you've got to have that to take your game to that next level. It's weird because he had LeBron hype coming into the league. Yeah. Literal LeBron hype. And uh, it just has not panned out at all. And it may be up to the coaching, but – um. He has not worked on getting better in the offensive side. Yeah, I always no. hear about his defense, but um, nothing impresses me about and I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a him thing or if that's just that they I mean, don't want him to work on that. You thing. saw in playoffs he did. He had a wide open against the Hawks, the like a critical drive. He had a wide open dunk. Didn't yeah, he pass right the over Trey Young, who's yeah. a whole entire I'm gonna say foot shorter than him. Like six two, six three, and he I mean Benson is like six nine. Yeah, and it's like you gotta put that layup up. It's right you there. Can dunk it's on a him. layup. That's a that's an automatic foul. I mean, you can't shoot, but <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's a tough scene for Ben Simmons. Hopefully some team with a bunch of offensive capabilities can pick him up because the only offense that really Philadelphia has is Joel Embiid. That's about it. Yeah, I was about to say. They have Seth Curry, and that and might be the Danny only Green, other. Who, who hits a three-point on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I want Dame to get on that championship team so bad. Yeah, there's been a whole lot of talks of Damian Lillard moving in the offseason, but we yeah. just haven't seen the team make the move yet. 
I don't think I, mean, I don't think he wants to go, but I think it might just be that, that there's three first rounds that the Sixers are asking yeah. for Ben Simmons. So and Damian Lillard is a heck of a lot better player yeah, than, ben, than Simmons. ben Simmons is. So I'd hate to see the asking price that they're trying to get for him. I mean, honestly, if I was Philadelphia, I'd trade Ben Simmons and give him a first-round pick. But I don't. I don't even think they want him. I don't even yeah. think. I don't even think Portland wants him. So, uh, yeah, that's a sticky situation. I haven't seen those situation. Well, you can compare it to Kyrie. Yeah, because Kyrie is just because the Nets are in a spot where they're just not going to trade Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving isn't going to play for them because he's not going to. He doesn't want to leave, but he's just he's not letting the NBA do what they want to do, and um. I mean, I think now we're seeing that kind of off-the-court type of views be spewed out on the court, mm-hmm. especially with the NBA. The NBA players and stuff like that, they're very open with how they feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, more than any other league, I have to say. Oh, they're yeah. super open about how they feel, which is cool. It's just mm-hmm. now it's kind of like, now this is a negative thing that's affecting the team. Mm-hmm. Adam Silver is in with the Nets on it. Oh, well, really? It's because it's the state of New York that's making him, yeah, yeah, like require the vaccine to play in New York. So because he can only play like certain away games, yeah, I've heard like he wouldn't be able to play any home games, and he Mm -hmm. can only play certain away games that Mm -hmm. are against like the Knicks or Lakers or Mm -hmm. Kings or anybody like that. Yeah, the states that aren't really affected that badly with COVID. So it's and I think since he's blowing it up like he has, I don't think he cares about playing those games at all. Like he'll sit out those games gladly from what I can see him. <laughs> I don't even really think he loves basketball anymore. Like I just don't as, I don't he's more of an off the court guy that's gonna stand for like what he believes in. He seems like a weird comparison, but like Ricky Williams who like just talks about what he believes in because Ricky he loved, you know, just he smoked because it made him feel better. Because yeah. he was a when he was in the league in the NFL, he was a power back who went through the trenches and, you know, running backs, you know, they are like the first players that actually retire because they get yeah. banged up so much. And he smoked because, you know, made him feel better. And he talked about it in the NFL, uh, big no-no for the NFL. Look at Josh Gordon. Yeah. Who just got reinstated <laughs> for like that, that million Probably times. Probably the eighth time in yeah. the past two years. I've heard that name in reinstation so many, many times, times that yeah. I've lost track of it. And he's with the Chiefs now, so hopefully he can keep it together. But, yeah, it's just weird because, you know, a lot of people look up to Kyrie and they're like, hey, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. Taking a stance against corporations or something more people need to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with his stance on it and him trying to give it to the NBA and him mm-hmm. having his personal life come above the NBA sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you want your personal life to come above the NBA, you can't expect the NBA to treat you any better any better than what they have with Kyrie. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put something above the NBA, the NBA is going to be like, okay, well, we'll let you have that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's that's NBA. I think we can move on to the more crazy college football. College football. What's what's your stance going into week eight? Who's beating Georgia? Somebody. <laughs> I think it's possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, the biggest chance anybody's got is Alabama going to that SEC championship because nobody's going to beat those two teams. Nobody's going to outpace their defense, but it's going to take an offense. There's no offense out there. And – Miss, I think you're going to have to score against Georgia to beat them. Yeah. People are going to argue that Ole Miss, Alabama, Ohio State, those offenses like that, Oklahoma, those are the only offenses that can really. Tennessee is the best offense they have left. Yep. 
and that's the thing with the Georgia. I I know we're in a, the state of Georgia and a Georgia podcast, <laughs> but they have not played anybody with the best offense they played was like ranked twenty sixth nationally, and they average offense that average like ranked sixtieth in the country, and that does not impress me <laughs> at all. And I know Georgia, most talented team in the country, statistically, five stars all over the board. But they're not they're not unbeatable. Their offense only oh, yeah. puts up about 30 points a game. And there's oh, yeah. offenses out there, and they only average about 400 yards a game, which is like, that's a good offense. But there's greater offenses out there. I and, think they'll make the playoff. Oh, yeah. But I think they'll lose that first game that they have. Because really? I don't think they'll be ready for it because they haven't faced that level of competition yet. Like, who's that competition that you've already faced? Mm-hmm. Kentucky? Yeah, that's like probably they played Auburn and Arkansas, but Arkansas wasn't that real, I don't think. Oh yeah, Arkansas was so overhyped, moving them up to number eight after yeah. they beat Texas, who literally is overrated every single year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Texas. Yeah, they are. They just lost to Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma State's good. They're undefeated too. So at Texas has lost to good teams. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they've lost to good teams, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, but they did lose to somebody earlier in the year. I think when they – we'll see how they are when they play Alabama. That's the yeah. only way to see. Yeah, that's what the only – like, we're all just leading to that road of the SEC championship. And this isn't thing. even the best Alabama offense. That's Like, they're going to get better when down the road. So yeah. this is not even – this Alabama team reminds me of the one in 2014. Like, they're a good offense, but they're not completely entwined yet. They're yeah. not on sync. Neither is their defense. We've seen Nick Saban teams like this, and maybe they're going to get better. Maybe they woke up a sleeping giant. And so, but people say that about Alabama all the time, whatever yeah. they lose, because people are so scared of Alabama. People respect them too much. Oh, yeah. There's so much respect that everyone has for them, because that's mm-hmm. what everyone wants to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be Nick Saban and win eight national championships. And crazy. That's, that's absolutely insane when you think about it. Yeah, Cincinnati's surprising up there. I saw the last game they played against the fallen UCF Knights, but yeah, yeah, they're running back. Man, I didn't even know about them because you always hear about Desmond Ritter, their quarterback over there. Yeah, and uh, they got a pretty good defense, but they got they got they got a good secondary. But uh, man, their running back is good. He scored four touchdowns, had like 180 yards, busted like a 70 yard touchdown run against them. So I was like. I was surprised to see it. They scored about fifty points. Like that's going to be one of the best teams that Cincinnati plays all year. Yeah, they don't have. They don't play anybody else. They played. Like, uh, their paper resume is just hopping up a win against Notre Dame right now. And, and Indiana, but Indiana's two and four right now. Yeah, about to be two and five when they play the Buckeyes. But yeah, it, uh, the best win they have is against a mediocre Notre Dame team. So um, you know, I hope they do good if they went out and go to the playoffs because it's exciting. But if everything plays out the way I think it will, they're probably going to play Ohio State in the playoff or whoever beats – if Alabama beats Georgia. I hope that there's two Big Ten teams in it. That's not going to happen. I really hope that – I still think Michigan can. <laughs> if they can, if they stay undefeated and either beat Ohio State – if Ohio State loses Michigan, we're not going in. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody – Michigan has to have the closest game with us of be able to get him. And Alabama has to lose. And Oklahoma has to lose. That's the only way. Only way Michigan gets in. Because Penn State's not going to get in because if we beat them, they're going to be too lost to him. Michigan State, they don't have that much hype. They beat Indiana by five points. 
So oh, yeah, they still have to be Ohio State. They still have Michigan. There's gonna be somebody that they're gonna lose to. That week nine setup, man. Oh my gosh, that was the good. That's a good week of college football. We got Ohio State versus Penn State, and we got Michigan versus Michigan State. It's gonna be a good week for the Big Ten, and we're gonna find out who's who's a cream oh, yeah, that prop okay. of the yeah. Big Ten. Because there's four teams in the top ten right mm-hmm. now from the Big Ten. Big Ten East alone. So, so we're gonna see. Who's going to be the big dog come out of there? Yeah, yeah. And I hope – it'd be cool to see Michigan uh, come out because last time Ohio State played Michigan, there was like number two versus number three. It, came, it was an epic game where that, yeah, that call – double where, overtime Yeah, game. that JT Barrett barely made the first down. Yeah. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> I hate to say he didn't. He made it. But – um. Yeah, that game was epic. I, I that gave me a heart attack like 18 times watching that. Oh, game. I bet it did. And going to Ann Arbor this year, me with my dad, it's gonna be really fun. One in a hostile environment. You're lucky. But um, no, yeah, it's You're awesome. Because that's the best rivalry in college football, no doubt. I wish it was better because we, <laughs> it's been over 3,000 days since they beat us. <laughs> last time they beat us was 2011. So, but um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Michigan's a good team, but um. Their offense is good. They have a really good running back. Their defense, they have, apparently they have like one of the best edge rushers and Aiden Hutchinson, I think his name is. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great game. Ohio State's only getting better um, defensive-wise. Their offense is almost perfect. One of the, I'm going to say Trayvon Henderson, top two back in America. I'm going to give B. John Robinson at Texas the, the number one spot. Yeah. Trayvon Henderson, a beast. C.J. Stroud coming in to flow, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Hey man, we we can get into the playoffs. And that loss to Oregon was because we ran man coverage every single down, and Oregon ate us up. We did. Kerry Combs at the time was That's our was our defensive coordinator. No, every play, literally the guy who was commentating on the game was like, they need to change defenses because they're just killing them on this, and they yeah. did. They did. They absolutely did. So um. We'll see how things go. How how's the Yellow Jackets looking this year? Oh, we had a bye week last week. Yeah, so. we did too. It was a good week. <laughs> yeah, rest up. Are you going to the game this weekend? The uh, Virginia game. Yeah, or is uh, it, uh, is it no, at Virginia? It's at Virginia. Okay. What what's your projection for that game? I'm hoping Georgia Tech wins, obviously, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, that's a hard stadium to go play at too. Because Virginia's been one of those, like, surprise teams mm-hmm. that's came up the past two or three years in the ACC and actually made a little bit of noise. Yeah, it's weird to see that Wake Forest and Pittsburgh are the best teams in the ACC, so absolutely insane. I'm worried for them, like, worried for the ACC now that Clemson doesn't look like it's a star-studded program. I think they're having a bad year. Once they get a good quarterback, they'll be fine. I thought DJ Uyunglele was going to be that guy because he threw 500 yards, like three, four touchdowns in the Notre Dame game last year. Yeah. I didn't know I'd be that wrong. I <laughs> he didn't know turned that. out terrible. Because they have, they have a championship defense, but God, their offense is abysmal. They can't yeah. do anything. Anything. They don't I, know what they're doing. They, we held them to 14 points. Yeah, I know. I, was, I talked about that in the first podcast, and I was like, what did happen to Dabo? And I was right about I was wrong about Alabama too. So I don't think Georgia Tech gets the win. You know they're gonna make the playoffs <laughs> this year. So Georgia Tech, oh no, we're years <laughs> away from the playoffs. We 
Jeff Collins still has to get the right people there. Yeah, I'd say. You know, the mighty <laughs> Yellow Jackets are they're still they're still up and coming. All right, Brandon, you're on the playoff committee. Top six, six to one. Who you got? Right now, six. I'm putting Michigan. Five, probably Ohio State. Dang, you leaving us out, huh? I am for right now. Friday, you also have a whole lot of battles left. Yep. And a whole lot of chances to prove yourself. We got five ranked games coming up. Four. Alabama, aren't you? Just say it. Go ahead and put Nick Saban in. Go ahead. I'll put Alabama at four. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put Oklahoma at three. Cincinnati at two and Georgia at one. Yeah, I have I have to agree with you. I have to. Number six, ah, uh, geez, who, who is who is back there? Gosh, the teams are so weird this year. Because I don't want to say Michigan, because I don't think they're that great. But um, I'm going to put Oklahoma State number six, because they're undefeated. And um, they've, they've proven themselves to, be, to beat good teams. So I'll put them there. Uh, I'll put Ohio State at five, because we still have a lot to prove. We had that bad loss to Oregon, but um, we're growing. And um, I really think we're going to beat all these teams, all these all these ranked teams, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and who are we play in the Big Ten Championship. It's about to get wild in the Big it's, it's going to be – With everybody playing yeah. each other. It's going to be wild. But if we if we beat them, we'll see how it goes. Alabama at four just because, you know, they're Alabama. You know, they got Nick Saban who can – he's Nick Saban. What can you say? I like Bryce Young a lot. I think he's the best quarterback in college right now. Um, and that's weird to say because he's a freshman, but uh, I'd give him a Heisman vote right now just because yeah. he's so he's really efficient and he's kind of slept on. I'm surprised about it. Uh, three Oklahoma, Caleb Williams adds another element to that team that they really needed. Their defense is very suspect still, as Oklahoma always is. Rely on Oklahoma to be Oklahoma, and they're probably yeah. going to Oklahoma this season and lose to some awful Big I want 12 to lose team. to Kansas. They're 38 point Kansas over Oklahoma. They're 38 point right favorites. Now. 38 point favorites. They'll probably win by a field goal. <laughs> um, number two, Cincinnati, just because they're undefeated and they've won the way they won. Luke Fickle. I'm happy to see the program we built over there. Desmond Ritter is really good. Their running back's really good. They need to get better on on a cohesive, efficient offense because sometimes it's up and down each other, every other week. So yeah. I want to see that with them, but they deserve to be number two. And uh, Georgia, just their defensive loan earns them that spot. The games they won, they had like four ranked wins. It kills me putting them at one. I don't mind. As a Tech fan. Hey, maybe, maybe <laughs> you guys will not come out like, in the year. That would be insane. I, I'd hope so. I, like, Especially with being at Bobby Dodd Stadium this that year. That stadium would explode. We would. That's, There'd be a whole lot of noise coming from that. You better beg for that game. And I, I've already put in for it. Yeah. And... If I get I'll get uh, photo credentials. Yeah. Be, and you get to see Jordan Davis, too. <laughs> that ginormous mountain of a man. Um, yeah. Just, I want to see Georgia's offense get better. That's the only thing. Oh, yeah. And you can see where their quarterback, like, Stetson started last week against Kentucky. Mm. And that whole first quarter and a half, he wasn't doing anything. Mm. He, hurt, he hurt his shoulder, too. And I mean, it's weird. It's weird seeing this age of college football 
having a top team but not being able to have a top offense. Yeah. I mean, I, you know how much things have changed with offenses. And they if you don't score 48 points, you're going to lose a game. It's insane to see how much defense has just been able to bend but don't break. And Georgia's been able to control. They have been. They haven't yeah. played great teams, but they have been able to control these teams that they've played. Yeah. And uh, it's impressive to see they're, average, they're averaging like six points a game, which is insane on defense. But I don't – their offense does not speak explosively. I know, I was about to say. It doesn't wow me at all. I know they have re- injured receivers and stuff like that. But Stenson Bennett, you know, you control the run and you lock up receivers – lock up their play-action pass, what they absolutely rely on, and they rely on that consistent running game. You lock that up, their offense isn't doing anything at all. It's not doing anything. See, their running game isn't really that good Mm -hmm. either this year. Zemir White averages like four yards. Because usually you'll see Georgia run the ball 30, 40 times a game Mm -hmm. and just line up in that power high a lot. Yeah. But this year they've tried to and they just can't. Yeah, Kentucky did a good job. Really good run. I was actually impressed with how Kentucky did in the first quarter and a half. Of yeah, that. and the thing was, Kentucky was so inside the box trying to contain the run, it's just they got the pass one right over their heads. That's what happened to them. So, yeah, you control the run, you control the play action pass when, when Georgia faces more people with the same amount of talent as they do. That's why I'm not convinced yet. Yeah, because that's why I haven't seen them play a team that's at their caliber. When somebody can throw on them and not have to worry about just running it, Alabama can do that with Jamison Williams and Bryce Young and John Mechie, you know, all of them. Those yeah. are five-star guys who can go against Georgia's five-star guys. So, we'll see. Yeah, see that's why I said it's going to take a quarterback to beat them, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Brandon? I think I'm good. All right. Y'all heard our top sixes, and I, a lot's going to change next time we talk about this. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Probably going to be after Penn State game. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how the world looks after that. Hopefully, we'll still be we'll be 7-1 by then. Hopefully, Georgia Tech gets it. I hope so for your sake. <laughs> for my sake. <laughs> but, uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.